I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the All by the Popcorn podcast. I'm Alessandra. And I'm Emily. And today we are talking about the season finale of series one of Downton Abbey. It is episode seven. I can't seven. even believe it. Yes. Um, this was a very jam-packed season finale. Um, lots of things are going on. It's very dramatic. I, I said that I hated the show at least four times while watching this. <laughs> Amazing. I adore that. Um, so let's just begin with the amazing season one song in the beginning. I think this continues, but here we go. Oh, that's the end of the Masterpiece Classic oh. thing. Sorry. Oh, surprise. It's Chet. It's Beauregard. And not to mention, we hear this song so often just, like, through the show when, like, there's, like, a sad part. It'll, they'll play the, the theme song, like, slowly. And yep. then when, like, there's a <laughs> super dramatic part, they'll play the theme song, like, super dramatically. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, goodness. <laughs> I'm glad you've reached the point of, like, already being annoyed with half the things in this show. Uh, and it's, like... And, it, and I can't remember. I'll I'll definitely I'll definitely try to remember which parts it was because it's just all a blur now. Like I was just screaming at the TV. I was like just a crockpot of emotions. Wow. I like, didn't I didn't know what to expect, and all this stuff was happening. And uh, and and yeah, I'll try to remember which which parts like really annoyed me. Probably a lot that had to do with Bates because <laughs> this whole situation <laughs> with Bates is just so dumb to me. But yeah. Um, but yeah. So let's let's get right along. So basically, Mrs. Hughes is touring the house, um, telling everybody to get the. The house back in tip-top shape. It seems that the family has the Crawleys have been gone for the season. Um, I think. For okay, so the this confused season. me. The first like thirty minutes of this episode like threw me for a loop because I didn't know what happened or why. Like I don't know. It's just like so. How much time had passed? Were they gone like an entire season? Yeah, in I think London they were or something? gone all summer long. I think it was. Do you remember in the last episode when when uh, Robert was telling Sybil, are you excited for your coming out next season? Um, yes. That yes. was like in the spring and they were getting ready because it was like where we had the flower show and stuff. And then 
then the summer came and that was like the season where Sybil was going to be presented in London. Right. I guess for some reason I thought all of that was going to maybe happen like next, <laughs> next, like in the next season, like season two. Um, but no, it happened, uh, it happened already. And I guess this, cause this, this episode started off just like super wonky to me. Cause I was like, what year is it? Where are we? And I actually started this episode like before when we started watching this because because I think my mom had watched the first season of this. It kept going back to the last episode of the season <laughs> and it kept like showing it to me. Oh no. So well at least it was nothing weird, like, really happens yeah. in the beginning. It's it's kind no, of boring. No. Um like Mrs. Hughes is talking to Mr. Carson who apparently went along with the family to London and he came a yes. day early. Um, just to make sure everything was, was going to get prepared properly. Um, so we didn't have a yes. lot of Mr. Carson and Mrs. Hughes drama in this episode, at least. <laughs> um, no, and I think they work uh, rather well together. I mean, they uh, they definitely butt heads sometimes, but... Oh yeah, they seem but, to uh, be very well well matched in terms of being two bosses. You know, like, at least that's nice, and they, they do care about each other. Which is yeah, it's cute. Um, and they run into William, who is kind of having a hard time because his mother is sick. Um, we're not really sure with what, but we did know that his mother was ill before. I think. Oh, I guess we don't. We don't really know what happened yet, but we 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 will know what happened, right? I don't remember. She she died. Did his she? mom died? Oh, is I that... think she did. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, yeah, that's I, over I, with I, then, I suppose. Well, I mean, Thomas keeps making, like, Thomas keeps making very inappropriate jokes about it, but, uh, but yeah, uh, she, she passed, oh. and that's very sad, so, but, but everyone's very worried about William, um, he's, he's, uh, feeling the loss of his mother. So then we have the family arriving, and it does say underneath, um, that it is July 1914, so it is putting us in a time and place so that we can learn about some historical events that are going to happen. Mm, right. <laughs> right. So it seems like, so we, we got Cora and Robert coming back. Um, they're both in good spirits, and everybody's happy to be home in their massive house. So I assume that they have another house in London that gets boarded up for the other parts of the year. Um, because... Unless they stay with, unless they stay with their, their aunt or something, but no. Yeah. Um, and it seems well, that... Well, it's, it seemed like... Maybe well, no. they do. Mary, mm. Mary just stayed back and, and stayed with, with Aunt Rosemond, but I think it's possible they just stay with her if her accommodations are big enough. Yeah. Um, and then we learned that they, there was an assassination of Archduke Ferdinand, which, uh, if anybody knows, as everybody knows, it is the start of World War One. That is the catalyst of the Great War. Um, yes. Which is a very big and great confusing war. Go listen to our whole entire Young Indiana Jones series for more on that. Oh, goodness. You suggested the whole series? The whole thing. <laughs> you just suggested the whole four-year-long four series? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Also, we didn't mention this in our other podcast, but our podcast is four years old now. So, happy birthday to the All By The Popcorn podcast. <laughs> Today? No, it was right the, now? I think it was the 18th of November. 
Oh, aw, happy birthday. Yes, so <laughs> next year we'll have something more defined planned because that will be five years. Uh, yeah, hopefully. I mean, we do... That's right. Normally we have like an anniversary of some sort episode. Well, that's out the window. It's COVID. <laughs> what do you expect? Um, time is just flying. Um, but yeah, so everyone is a little, um, dis- I guess, distressed, worried about about the about this. Uh, uh, what is it? This murder happening. So uh, everyone's got war on the mind. Yes. Assassination. Um, and talking about William and his poor dead mother. Um, <laughs> I, lo- I love this total slight that uh that Edith gets when her when Cora's like Sybil, you did so great oh, in London. Yes, and and Edith's like, you've never told me that. And she's like, don't I? You're such a great help, Edith. <laughs> she clearly hates Edith. Like no one, everybody else underestimates her, and it's just like so silly that she totally like favors her other two daughters and really hates Edith. <laughs> <laughs> really though, like really though, I feel I felt kind of bad for Edith in this episode oh. if I didn't already think that she was a bitch. Yeah, so like she's it does, it's horrendous. <laughs> but like Mary does her so dirty in this episode, it's oh, so bad. But I know, um, I know. But now we have uh, Mrs. Hughes and Carson's like talking very seriously. They they need to do something about Mrs. Patmore. Her eyesight's getting worse, and she's just getting really annoying and aggressive about so it fucking aggressive like it's she's so... so mean to daisy like it i feel so bad like she does not deserve this i know it's and daisy's not perfect by any means but she is just so mean to her she's getting better she's getting better but oh my gosh her when she like apologizes later i was like girl <laughs> that was not cool i was so mad oh. um so then we have we're in london and um Mary is having a stroll with her Aunt Rosmond in the park, and everybody's dressed adorably. Just have to say, I love it. Um, I love when they're walking about. It's it's super fun. Um, she's basically just telling her, you're yeah. getting really old, and it's impossible for you. I can't believe you've gone four years as a woman who has not been married yet. Like, I guess when you when you make the circuit as, as a young, unmarried woman, that you have to get a get a man easily. Um, or else you're going to turn into an old maid, basically. <laughs> so she's worried about Yeah. Because basically her. while she was there, she didn't get any invitations to hang out with anyone. Well, because, um, you know, and she, everybody thinks she's a slut. So. That too. Every, the whole, the, All the news London. is already out about Pamuk, everything. So, yeah, that's probably why she didn't get invited to anything. But she hasn't told Matthew that she's going to marry him yet. And we learn now with this conversation that she's waiting to tell him um, until after she got back, which is honestly, I don't understand why she was waiting. Like, it's kind of weird to, I guess it's just Mary being Mary, like being really stubborn and not giving in so quickly that she says, well, I'll, I'll tell him when we get back, when really it's her only option. Like, she was going to go to London, I guess, to see if she could have other prospects other than, you know, she just like doesn't want to have to box herself into a marriage with somebody who she actually likes yeah, yeah. I, I I was very confused about that first because she definitely seemed very sure about her feelings before going to London. But yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe she was trying to see if there was a a last last minute resort uh, 
see if something stirred up while she was in London. I know. She's being selfish once again. Like, she should have just told Matthew that she would marry him outright. Like, that's it. You're done. You know? Yeah. I mean, they get along so great. They obviously like each other. I don't know why. Like, she... He definitely interests... Like, intrigues her. Like, he's... He's very different from all the other dudes that she's normally, like, courting courting with. So it's like, it, it there's no reason for her to wait. There was absolutely no reason. It just, it, I feel so bad for Matthew, and we'll find out more as it continues. Like, she just does him dirty again. Um, so it, the, the aunt doesn't love Cousin Matthew as a choice, but she's like, okay, this is, you know, a good one for you, and you really have no one else, so you, you should do it. <laughs> Yeah, and he's going to inherit the estate, so you should probably just do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So now we're in the, uh, in the maids, maids and butler's kitchen. Um, everyone's talking about, yeah, I guess everyone's talking about the family being back or something. They're just like all talking. Oh yeah, they're talking to William and asking, you know, how he's doing, considering. Yeah, Um, he seems okay. And they're... And even, okay, wait, so then this bait stuff is still happening, like, yeah, like even so, though they've been gone for months? So basically, I think that <sighs> before they left, this is when this Bates shit happened, where, where in the last episode, we learned that Bates is a liar and a thief, and he went to jail for it. And we're like, okay, what's up with this? He's, he clearly can't tell you why he's been accused slash convicted of these things that he we know he didn't do and um they're just still talking about it because it had they haven't i guess they just left for london and they didn't need him in london um so they just they left him and they were like we'll figure it out when to get but back they already decided not to fire him because they did find out that it wasn't that it was they found out that it was actually thomas that got that stole it right yeah or no? the was stealing never... stuff i think they're just talking about bates's past now it's not necessarily the stuff that's happening at downton <sighs> okay so they're still they're still concerned with the fact that bates was like in jail for, right for thievery okay. sure <laughs> sure <laughs> um and yeah, they're just like hanging out. Um, oh yeah, someone gave William an armband to wear uh, because yeah, I, I think I think it's like a yeah, I like think it's symbolist. like a more like like in mourning yeah yeah, like it's in like mourning a, a black band. in mourning band I think or something. Yeah. yeah, so he asked Carson if he could wear it, and he said sure, just not when we're entertaining. Um, so they're just uh, they're just all coming back together. And then um, bombshell of the day happens after this the doctor is paying cora a visit <laughs> yes, yes. and <laughs> i cannot believe this so robert has no idea but the doctor comes in and was like oh cora's not ill exactly and robert's yes. like what <laughs> yeah like he says you're pregnant she says yeah obviously I know. And Robert's just, like, awestruck. Like, he just does not... He's like, but you haven't been pregnant for 18 years. He's like, well, I'm pregnant now. And it's just, like, getting kind of mad at him. Because he's, like, just so shocked and not, like, excited. And she's just like, but, like, you're excited, right? And he's like, yeah, of course. It's just... 
Just I'm really confused old. about how this happened. <laughs> he said, we haven't done anything differently. It's like, yeah, you haven't been pregnant in 18 years. That makes sense that you're like, what? Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. It doesn't make sense that Cora's not more like, yeah, you know, this sometimes happens when women go through menopause. It's like, sure, that this happens. But he's just like so incredibly like, <laughs> okay, you know. And yeah, his reaction was so funny. I, I remember, so first time I watched this, I, I recalled it happening, but I also didn't remember there being a baby. And I was like, hmm, there's no, there's no baby. And I know that for a fact. So this baby has to go somehow. <laughs> yep. And we're going to find out how in this episode today. Oh boy. Ugh. Oh, man. So, um, it turns out O'Brien uh, gets a letter from her her lady's maid, like, friend. Um, a, a... She said one lady's maid to another, and then she has... She's having Thomas read it outside. Um, yeah, she inquired to someone she knows, uh, about possibly Bates. in London, I think, about Bates. Yes. yes and what happened. A previous employer, um, I think, of Bates, and this is the maid of that previous employer. Yes. So, yeah. So now they're uh, figuring out what to do with what they have discovered. <laughs> Which we don't know about quite yet. Um, but it, we do no. know that he's a thief because we heard about it in the previous episode. And that's pretty much what they just he, found out about. Because he so generously confessed to it. Yes. Um, then we so, have the yes. doctor telling Robert about this whole menopause thing and how it can lead a surge of hormones. And they're both drinking their their little whiskeys. And they're just like, yeah, this happens. And Robert is getting so uncomfortable with the doctor talking about any kind of health, women's health situation at all. Yeah, he's like, well, of course this happens. There's a surge of hormones, and he's like, ah, I've heard enough. I don't need to know. And it's like, dude, this is science. Like, just chill out. <laughs> he's so... Just chill out. Oh, God. At least the doctor doesn't think it's weird. He, like, just, he just says it, but he has to say it, like, in a way that's kind and, like, to the ears of a man who doesn't understand anything about women's anatomy. Yes. And then Mrs. Hughes comes in, um... The doctor graciously leaves, and, um... <laughs> graciously she, I don't know, I was gonna... That's my word for this episode. Here we go. And Mrs. Hughes graciously enters, um, and, uh, what is she? She brings up Mrs. Padmore. There we go. What yes, are we to do about Padmore. her? Oh, she's so horrible. Um, and then we have, um, Thomas and O'Brien telling, um... What the news of what they've learned about about Bates, which we already know he's a liar and he was in jail. Yes, they give Carson the letter, so he's reading. And it. Carson already um, knows, like he's already aware of this because Bates already told him, <laughs> and that was fucking months ago. I know, I like, was. Let it be. <laughs> but they hate let it be. Bates. Like they want him to die. Yeah, and so like a and. Carson, like, of course, has to take it seriously, but he also, like, hates O'Brien and Thomas, so, like, so he's just, like, kind of, he's, uh, he's kind of, like, he's a little, uh, flip-floppy. He's, like, trying to, he's trying to figure out what to do. Um, it's, a it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a situation. 
Uh, I just paused it, and the next scene is um, where Mary and Napier are talking, and, and Mary is still at her aunt's house. Um, but I'm just going to read this little general trivia thing that's on the x-ray here. It says, Michelle Dockery, aside from acting, she is an accomplished jazz singer and has sung several times at the famous London jazz club Ronnie Scott's. She really? Is, she is an accomplished jazz singer. I did not even know that about her. Wow. <laughs> okay. I love that. I love that too. And I was just going to play this scene with Napier because I think it's also another thing that was eventually going to come out. So. Sounds good. I'm afraid you've just missed my aunt. I know. I watched her leave. How are your wedding plans going? Not very well. In fact, we've decided to call it off. Really? Well, it seemed quite fixed at Sybil's ball. What a shame. Please. It'll be better in the long run. Perhaps. I know what high hopes you have of the institution. The thing is, Lady Mary, I, I'm here today because I needed to tell you something face to face before you went to the country. Face to face? Gracious me. I've recently heard gossip about the time when I came to Downton with Kamal Pamuk. Gossip that I believe has made life difficult for you. I've also heard it said that I am the source of these stories. It is very important to me that you should know that I am not. From that day to this, I have never spoken one word on the matter. And who did? It seems to have come from the Turkish embassy. From the ambassador himself, in fact, and his wife. But who told them, if not you? This is the hard part. Oh, shit! When I discovered the answer, I debated whether I should relay it. But in the end, I feel you ought to know. The suspense is killing me. It was your sister, Lady Edith, who wrote to the ambassador. That is why people accept the story. Edith. It is very hard to believe. Harder for you than for me. Ugh, Edith taking them all down. She's like, if, if my sister can't have it, no one can have anyone. <laughs> Basically. Uh. So does... So... Basically, everyone knows it's true now as well, um, it seems. Yeah, I mean, it's basically like, you slept with him, and so she completely needs to get married. Like, I just don't understand why she put it off so much, and it's, it's uncomfortable for the whole family, but I think we'll also address that more in the next episode, because we didn't really address it as much in this episode, the, her problem, but... Um, we because something else you know the the, the pregnancy uh, affects it a bit um but anyway um i just i was the whole time i was watching this i was thinking mary completely should have married napier who 100 percent wanted to marry her yet he decided to bring mr pamuk who unless he was blind did you know he knew how sexy mr pamuk was and how not like able anybody to see him would be if, if Mr. Pamuk was around, and he freaking brought him anyway, and it was just like, what do, you, what do you think you're doing? Like, are you trying to get a wife? Like, I don't understand. 
I mean, he was just he was just trying to do something nice for his friend. I mean, I don't that doesn't mean that you that you should go off not inviting your hot friends to places with you. I know, <laughs> like, but like lock down Mary as a wife before you bring your like sexy Turkish man friend with you. Like it, it's like you know, he had an objective and Mary could have found Napier to be really attractive and she didn't and it's just like He's clearly the right choice, and other than, like, you know, um, uh... Matthew. Matthew! (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so... So now the whole house is in uproar about this baby. This baby! They're like, if it's a boy, the house definitely won't go to, to Mr. Crawley. For sure, and Carson's like, oh, sad to hear anyway, I was starting to like Matthew. Um, I know, it's it's so upsetting the way that this is changing everything for Matthew, and this it, it, she's like four months along, which means she's pretty, you know, out of the the window of, of bad miscarriage time, where, you know, every day that goes by, it's less likely that she'll have a miscarriage. Um... So it's like, okay, so this baby's probably going to be born, you know? It's it's like a, okay, maybe it's going to be a boy. <laughs> and that'll really make a big difference on who gets the inheritance. Right. Yeah. Um, and so then we have Cora talking with Violet, and Violet is just really happy that Cora is having this baby, but then she completely switches into the fact that her maid is leaving her, and that's the whole situation with Violet in this episode. She's, like, so appalled that her maid might be leaving her. Like, how could she possibly leave me? (laughs) Yeah, she says, like, I saw her hurrying to meet the postman. (laughs) Yeah. So she's just... Ugh. She's like, she's so she's ungrateful. Just... Like, she's gonna get married, and later she says, how selfish. It's just so funny. Yeah, and then we get a lot of talk of uh, O'Brien in this one, because uh, Violet, they talk a lot about handmaids, and, uh... <sighs> and it's all gonna escalate from here. <laughs> um, so now we have Robert and Matthew walking the grounds, um, and they're cute little... <laughs> They're yeah. cute little hats. I know. I love I love Robert's little like walking around the grounds outfit. He looks it like a little uh, cane. He just yeah, it just looks like a little I don't know a little old English man. Explorer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. An explorer, yes. yes. Um oh, and he's basically asking Matthew um about his cook that he brought to uh with him to the yeah, with him, Mrs. Bird. To the, to the um, Crawley house, I guess, is what they call it. I yes. Um, and she's like, okay, well, you know, maybe she can be the be the cook with us. Yes, because we're going to figure out uh, what they plan to do with Mrs. Patmore. Um, and we're back in the kitchen. It is bustling. They're getting ready for some sort of meal. Um, everyone's running around. Thomas comes in and says something very mean to William about his mother. Oh, yeah. Um, Ridiculous. And he's just, oh my god, Thomas is just really just throwing it down uh, because of something we'll talk about later, but he just, (laughs) he just has, he is just saying everything mean that he can when he can because he gives no fucks. He gives no fucks. 
And I guess Daisy gives Mrs. Patmore the wrong cloth or something, and she picks up a pot, and it's too hot, so she burns her hand, and she starts yelling and screaming at Daisy, and it's just like, Mrs. Patmore, you need to not, like, freak out so much. You need to take it easy. And she is just not likable. Like, it is just... I, I feel bad for her, but she's just taking it out on Daisy, and she's so aggressive about it. Yeah, like, she really, like, she's really just got all this pent-up frustration, and it's it's just very annoying to watch her lash out at people, because she starts lashing out at everyone, and yep. what she asks Daisy to do later is just... Horrible, and she should and she should be fired over it. <laughs> yeah, she like the fact that most of these people are not fired over these things that they do. Like they steal stuff, and they're they're like not fired. It's like what? Like you you do things that you should just be fired for. I I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean I don't know if like just not a lot of people are are you know going into this you know career path anymore, and so it's just maybe hard to find people like i don't know like i i don't know why they don't they don't just get new people because i know like it's so it seems like there would be plenty of people needing a job at a a place like downton abbey like plenty yeah there's there's never not enough people to work that's not that's not how it works okay like come on yeah anyway um matthew is talking with his mom isabel about the fact that maybe he won't be the person who inherits Downton and and he's thinking he might he might just leave like he's kind of like I I think it'd be best for us like we didn't even want this to begin with and it's true yeah they basically said uh the um Robert would still let them keep this house yep um even if even if Matthew doesn't inherit Downton yeah which is very nice of them Matthew is obviously very frustrated with how things are going with Mary right now and how she's not giving him an answer. I mean, totally um, understandable. I, I it's it's ridiculous of Mary to act like this. Yeah, and having to think about his future career path if the baby ends up being a boy. Yeah, um, but she, you know, he has a career and he has a job and he likes it and it's not like he'd be like destitute if if he just wouldn't be high class, he'd be middle class, you know? Well, right, and I, I always figured that even if he inherited Downton, he would still, like, he would still have his job, right? I mean, I don't know. Like, like, what does Robert do? I guess Robert... Nothing. Robert, he, he, just he does doesn't a, work. He's like a, he, he just owns the estate. That's, that's his job. That's his job. Okay. Yeah. Well. Well, all right. He attends social um, functions. Then, I guess so. He hosts parties. Very he marries fulfilling. his daughters off. You know that. He do. Yep. He gives fatherly advice. <laughs> he reads. He he, he 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 pets his dogs. <laughs> yeah. He he occasionally visits other people. Uh. But yeah, that's the life. It's like a social life. Um. And then they bring in Mrs. Bird, and they're like, Mrs. Bird, uh, Lord Grantham has a request for you. Um. And she's like, Oh, cool. I didn't think he even knew I existed. And then, and then we, we have back. Bates and Carson, uh, I think, right? Bates and Carson. Yeah. Yes. And Carson is still, like, it's fine, Bates. I know, that, like, Thomas and O'Brien told me what you did, and even though you already did. 
Even though you already told me, like, months ago. <laughs> uh, and his lordship has not decided if he wants to fire you yet. Uh, yeah, you... he basically told him that this this had to be reopened because O'Brien's a bitch. Um, and there was really no way... There was really no way it wasn't going to come back up to haunt you. Um, <laughs> yeah. But just know that you have my deepest of sympathies, and I do not want to fire you, but we just have to wait and see what, what uh, Lord Grantham says. Yes, who, who really likes him and personally hired him, so he's probably not going to fire him. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Bates, like, literally um, cannot stick up for himself. He's such a wet blanket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh, oh and then there, there is this nice then there is this nice thing that Carson says to Danny he says I hope you don't think that I'm treating you unjustly yeah and, he's given you know, him every single like grace because he likes him and it's like he's completely treating him like a human and even like r- respecting the fact that he has a past that he doesn't want to talk about and he's even giving him a, given him many chances to explain himself, and it's really just Bates himself digging himself deeper into every hole that he comes into. <sighs> like, there's... God. It's all Bates' fault. Let's say they have a little nice little exchange here, and he's like, no, Mr. Carson, you've been, you've been very nice to me about this whole situation. Um, so. Yeah. I'm just going to play this little scene between Mary and her aunt, Rosamond. Okay. Of all of you, Sybil might find joy in a cottage, but not you. We don't know if it's a real boy. Exactly. So ask Matthew to wait until the child is born. If it's a girl, you can wed him happily, and all will be as it was before. But if I delay, won't he think I'm only after him for his position? Besides, I'm not sure I want to put him off, even without the title. We get on so well, you know, and he's terribly clever. He might end up Lord Chancellor, and he might not. Oh, come along, Mary, be sensible. Can you really see yourself dawdling your life away as the wife of a country solicitor? I see where Edith gets her bitchiness from. It is her aunt. Her aunt Rosamond. For sure. For sure. She um, Her aunt has, has a lot of has a lot of Violet in her, almost, but even Violet's been like, "Yeah, take Matthew, he's great. I know, even Violet's like, well, be sensible about it. And he, she tells her later, which we haven't gotten to yet, we are only 17 minutes into this, like, hour-long episode. Um, oh, my So gosh. much is happening, there's just too many conversations. Uh, Carson is talking to Robert about Bates, and then he brings up the fact that we're getting a telephone, and, and that's good. Everybody wants a telephone. They're getting two telephones. They're talking about the fact that the Archduke was murdered, and there might be a war. That's it. Yep, and they, um, and I guess, so did, well, I guess wherever they were staying, they had telephones, and that's why they were like, and the girls loved them, so you know what I thought? Why not? Let's get, get in the latest, get in the latest telephone. Yep. Um, and then he tells him more about Bates, and he's like, I can't believe that he is a petty fil- filter for, I, I don't know, I can't even say that, that word. Petty, um, petty pilferer. Pilferer, yes. Petty pilferer. Um, and he's like, oh, okay, so I'll, I'll think about it. Um, uh, but he does say, and I do like Carson because he's like, but 
you know, O'Brien and Thomas are the ones that are pushing this, and I hate them. So that's basically, that's basically <laughs> know, what he says. I know. That's basically <laughs> what he says. <laughs> and, like, Robert, like, knows that they suck, too. And he's like, yeah, they suck, you know. What are you going to do? I can't yes. fire O'Brien because my wife loves her so much. Oh, God. When, when, um, I don't know when uh, Cora says this. Maybe it's in the next time her and Violet chat. But she's just like, I could... <laughs> Okay, I'll, I'll wait and see if she says it in this next one. But <laughs> All right. She talks about O'Brien, and I'm just like, fuck O'Brien. <laughs> she fucking sucks. Um, she sucks even more in this episode. And so now that we have, we have a conversation with Violet and Cora and Edith and Mary, and they're all just talking about maybe possibly waiting to find out if there's, there's going to be a boy. And um, Cora, or, uh, Violet's like, I think you should tell Matthew, like, you know, you should tell Matthew that you want to marry him, and if it's a boy, you can leave him. <laughs> Basically. That, yeah. That's what, that's what Violet said. And I, like, um, I'm a little bit more on Violet's side with that one, just because Violet says that if you tell him, he will love you forever if you say this to him. Like, this is the moment where it matters that you, if you really do want to be with somebody, this is the time. Like, you need to tell him. That he matters yes. more than if he was, you know, if he's not the heir anymore. And she's fucking right. Like, if if Mary didn't dwaddle about this and was, like, 100% on this, Matthew would have done anything for her. Exactly. I don't know why. I don't know why she bothered to listen to Rosamond. Like, I don't know why. The drama. Like, she never, she never took advice from her before. Like, she would always take advice from... From her aunt Violet and her grandma, um, grandma. Sorry, grandma, <laughs> grandma Violet, and her mom. So like, I don't know why she decided to listen to her here, but it's ugh, it's it's stupid. It's very stupid. Yep. Yeah. And then we hear that Anthony Strallen has been asking after Edith because the two of them have some chemistry. Yes, they do. Um. And no Which one can understand sweet. it. Like, her mom is like, I don't get it. <laughs> Why would Anthony Strallen want Edith? I don't, I don't understand. Well, how much how much younger than Mary is Edith? Not much. Like, a couple years. And it's like, or less even. And the fact that, but just Cora's just like, but why would anyone want to marry Edith? Like, she's like, I don't why get would that. anyone want to be with Edith? <laughs> exactly. Oh, my, um, oh, this is where she says it. So, yep. so Violet and Cora go back to talking about uh, Why don't maids you play, and uh, play the clip then. Okay, let's see. Where should I? Right, right when Edith leaves. Oh, oh, oh! Here we go. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yep. Right here. Right here. I get it. I get it. All right. After you. Oh, okay. She just said. Okay, Edith is leaving. She's leaving. And she's gone. Is she really serious about him? Any port in the storm? Oh, by the way, I was right about my maid. She's leaving to get married. Well, how could you be so selfish? I do see. So selfish. <laughs> Love it. Robert's always wanting me to get rid of O'Brien, but I can't face it. Anyway, she's so fond of... Well, I thought Simmons oh. was fond of me. What am I to do? Why don't I put an advertisement in the lady? It's always the best place to start. Oh, that's so kind. 
think. In the lady. What is the lady? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where that is what? at all. What's the lady? Is it, is it like a is it like a a mansion owning like housewife magazine? Like what the hell? Like, I, I what think is it? it is. I think it's like the I want to know the yeah the housewife of the week <laughs> magazine. <laughs> I'm just telling you how to be a, a good good lady. And then yes. um, then we've got everybody sitting at at the table downstairs, and they're just all talking about. The fact that there's probably going to be a war, that you know, the, all that, and then um, Daisy. Okay, Carson tells Daisy that Mrs. Patmore has to go up to the library, and um, by Robert wants to see her, the the lordship. So I'm guessing that Mrs. Patmore thinks that they're going to fire her, so she starts squabbling like a little chicken, and it's just like. I don't know, my lord, I just want, I just want to tell you that I've been trying really hard and I can't, this is the best I can do. And she's just like, she's like, if things aren't right, but I, I can, you know, I can do it all and it's fine. And she just will not shut up. <laughs> I know. Anna goes up with, goes up with her and every time Lord Grantham like opens his mouth to speak, she's like, I can do better. And then, and Anna's like, shut up, Mrs. Pamela. fucking Like, sucks. let him speak. Ugh. And then, oh, and then he tells her gosh. that he's gonna send her to London to get um, cataract surgery. Basically, that's their their investment in her is worth it. So they're gonna send her to get a surgery, and she's like, yes. so damn confused. She's confused, and she's like, and she's like, probably nervous. She's very nervous about this surgery. Um, yes, like the whole time. Um. And this is when he, he tells her, she's like, well, what are you going to do without me? And he's like, we're going to use uh, Matthew Crawley's chef, um, Mrs. Bird. So then we will be good. We will be good until you are on the mend. Yep. And the Crawleys are going to just like eat with them, like dine with them every day so that they can eat. Yes. Um, did you notice in this in this scene, little little buddies underneath the, the desk over there? He's so cute. He's just taking a nap. Oh yes, little uh, little rover. <laughs> yeah, so cute. Um, then we have a very tense conversation with Matthew and Mary that I think needs to be needs to be played. I know I'm not playing anything other than Mary situations right now, and I'm really sorry about that. But it, well, you know what? It's 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 needed. It, it's needed. It's, a lot of this is about Mary. Ugh. Okay. If 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 there's one thing that this that this episode is about, it's about Mary. Yep. So it's Matthew and Mary having a nice conversation outside. You give me your answer the day you got back, and now you say you will not. Not so nice, Why but yeah. Why do we have to rush into it? I need to be sure. That's all. But you were sure. Shall yeah, I tell you what I think has altered you? My prospects, because nothing else has changed. No. Yes. If your mother's child is a boy, then he's the heir, and I go back to living on my wits, and you'd rather not follow me. Oh, Matthew, you always make everything so black and white. It is. Oh, this is black and white. <laughs> Do you love me enough to spend your life with me? If you don't, then say no. If you do, then say yes. I want to... Granny told me I should say yes now, then withdraw if you lost everything. Why would you say that? To make that work, you'd have to be a good liar. Are you a good liar? Well, not good enough to try it, apparently. 
How could? Ugh, dude, that's tense. Like I'm totally on Matthew's side with this shit. Completely, Mary is. It's completely stupid to not accept him, and she's this already is in just... a precarious situation. If she wasn't in a precarious situation where the rest of the world thought she was a slut, I honestly. You would be like, okay, cool, whatever. You could get somebody better than Matthew. But in this case, she can't. Yeah, I don't... I don't understand. Like, I... Like, I after, after, like, seeing Mary for this season, honestly, other than dramatic writing, I do not see any reason why Mary would not have accepted Matthew. I know, like, they tried to make her character have an arc so that she wasn't stupid, but she just keeps making stupid choices. At, like, every turn, she makes the wrong one, you know? Yes, completely. At every turn. Do people grow? Does, does anybody grow in this show? I don't... I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, then we have a little scene with Bates and Robert, and Bates, it, Robert's like, oh, his lordship thinks it's fine, you know, and it's it's not a big deal, so just continue doing your job. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. He's like, I'm not firing you. I was never going to fire you. I thought this was settled months ago Yeah. when I said I wasn't going to fire you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> Like, my God. Why are you bothering me about this? I have a lot more things on my mind than this right now. It's like, you stole some stuff <laughs> once. Okay, fine. Like, I know you. Like, it's it's okay. Like, I know you would just, never do it. Just don't steal shit from me and we'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. I was talking to Anna. Yeah, they have a cute um, little conversation. Yeah, I think she says, you know, I'm going to take a Mrs. Patmore to London for her surgery. Um, Will you miss me? And... Yeah, she's like, will you miss me? Um, and Bates, ugh, he just, like, he kind of says, like, an, ugh, I don't know, when the, he says, try not to miss me. And I know, it was weird. Or, like, try, try to learn, try to learn not to miss me or something. Because like, he's like, because I'm going to be gone. Like, get used yes. to it. It's like, God, <laughs> you, I'm... you already, you're doing, your job is fine. Like, he literally <laughs> said to you five minutes ago. Your job is secure, just <laughs> shut up. I know. Stop thinking you're just not shut up worth kiss her. anything. Just shut I'm, up and kiss her. I can't. I can't with this guy. Uh, <laughs> so frustrating. Um, and and Mrs. Bird comes in, and this doesn't ugh, help because no. the stress cause, level because like because <laughs> like Mrs. Bird's name, Mrs. Patmore just keeps squawking at her. Um, she, she and she doesn't help either. She goes like, oh, this kitchen's a dump. I don't know how you manage this with, the, with this kitchen being so dirty and having such a horrible management on your on your help. Um, and she's like, I can make, I can do this easily. I can do this in my sleep. And Mrs. Patmore's like, fuck you, lady. I know. Why did she say that? Like, you I've been doing this blind <laughs> for months. How dare you? <laughs> you don't come into somebody else's kitchen and say, I can do it better than you. It's like... No, you you cook for three people, approximately three people. Mosley, the Crawleys, that's it. Like, and yourself. Like, come on, lady. Like, you don't even... Stop being so... It, it, it makes... It make, no, no one would do this. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. Respect. Uh, uh, yeah, like, honestly. with with Even with how annoying Mrs. Patmore is and how much I would... I would have loved to see her get fired. Um... That's like she doesn't deserve this. I mean, she's been doing the best with what she has, which isn't much, 
and yeah. which isn't a lot. She's been doing the best. <laughs> which isn't a lot. <laughs> the best she can with without seeing anything, and it's like. Without seeing and having Daisy as an assistant, even though she really is so mean to Daisy, it's unnecessary. I mean, but, but Daisy kind of does suck too. Like she, it's not like she... Daisy does suck. She does <laughs> suck. She's just a blabbering, blubbering idiot. Um, oh jeez. Um, and then Mr. Mosley is uh, kind of getting the hots for Anna, which is weird. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> I, I mean, like, listen, really weird. Anna is within childbearing age. She's not bad to look at, and she's single. So I don't see w- what the problem is. <laughs> and and like I don't know if like Mosley just like forgot what Anna looked like because he he worked. He worked in Downton before he was moved over to the Crawleys, right? Like I don't he know. was. I truly do not know. He was. <laughs> did he work for so, like, Robert? When did he have that... met Anna before? I, don't, I just don't understand why he's he's talking to Anna like as if like, talking about Anna as if he's never seen her before. I think he's just started like, to see her as as somebody who he could be with. I think that's what it is. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. And now we got Matthew and his mother again. Very, very angry and frustrated, which you have every right. You have every right, Matthew. You have every right. And even, even, uh, his, his mom is mad too. She's like, she's like, oh, I wonder who put this in her head. This is violent. (laughs) It's It's violent's fault. I know. It's like, And he's like, no, mother, please don't meddle. It's, it wasn't, it's fine. Just, uh, just let me, let me be mad. Let me be mad I at know. the woman I love. The shortest possible, tiniest little scenes. Like, they're just so small. They just... Okay, so then then we have Robert and Cora talking, and Cora brings up, well, should I just sack O'Brien instead? Right when O'Brien is standing there. I know. When I saw O'Brien enter that the, the blurry mirror behind her, I was like, oh! Oh, she overheard her. Oh! There we go. That's like oh! the overhearing thing that we hear all the time. Because they were talking about, um, because they are talking about Thomas, I think, and how Carson, like, hates him. Yeah. Um, and talk, talking about sacking him, I think, and saying that O'Brien was an accomplice or something. Yes. And... And then that's when Cora was like, said it jokingly. Like she oh, she was yeah. saying it jokingly. Like she had no intention of sacking O'Brien, but she said it jokingly, and that's when she came in, and <sighs> it was just really awkward and hilarious. No one it's is really alone awkward. ever. No one is a- ever alone in this show. <laughs> oh, but then Robert said, "I would have no arguments against it." So <laughs> right, like so he does not. That like was her. not. That was not fun to hear at all. Um. So now, uh, bitch one and bitch two are having a smoke break, um, and they're like, she's like, oh, this is what I heard, I'm yep. gonna be going, and you're gonna be next, um, I bet she has an advertisement out already, and they're just, like, worrying. Yeah. Thomas is trying cool to get a cucumber. I know, he's like, well, I know what to do, I'm gonna volunteer for he's the like, army. Well, there's a war coming, for the, there's a for war the coming, you know what that means? Prospects. Yep. Like I'm gonna have I'm a job. I'm getting the fuck out of this. I'm leaving this fucking popsicle stand. <laughs> like he's just I'll blow in this popsicle stand. Adios, bitches. So then he's just literally letting out the meanest possible attitude he possibly can because he's like, I'm leaving. I don't give a shit about you guys. 
Yes. And now Mrs. Patmore asks something of Daisy, which is so inappropriate that she should be fired. But um, why don't you just she play, asked Daisy. Why don't you just play it? Because oh, I just think okay, sorry. It, it went past you can it, hear how blubbering she is. How horrible Mrs. Okay. Patmore is. Okay, hold on. Let me just double... Okay, hold Do on. Do we like Thomas anyone in this in. show? I don't... I don't even think we like anyone. I've, Anna's fine. <laughs> Oops. Sorry. I lost it again. I didn't know she starts talking the second Thomas comes in. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Okay. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Wait, what did you say? Do we meet anyone? Do what, we what? like anyone in this show? Do we like anyone? Um, I like Matthew. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like Anna. I think Anna's fun. I like Anna, too. And Gwen. Nah, um, and I, don't really, I don't like Gwen. <laughs> no? No. She cries too much. No right. saying twice, though. Okay. Just make sure they don't find her food all that agreeable. By poisoning it. By poisoning it. You don't want it. Okay. Okay. Is something dying? I can I can hear something (laughs) beeping over there. Uh, It's Discord. I don't know how to make it shut up. (laughs) Oh. Okay. (laughs) So I'm just gonna speedily tell you what happens in this next scene. The telephone man comes. Carson's like, we want two telephones because we need one in the bottom and when upstairs, we need one in the downstairs. And the telephone and the guy guy's says, oh, like, that's, that's simply not done. Yeah, and he's like, well, I guess I'll do it because you're paying me a lot of money to do this, but okay. And then he says, and then Sybil's finds out that this guy's here, and then Sybil's like, oh, you were, oh, well, actually, no, first we have Edith is Anthony. being called on by Antony, who asks her yes. for, to go on a ride. Then Sybil comes and is like, oh, sir, telephone man. Um, what's going on? How does it work? And the telephone man's like, well, we have a hard time finding a secretary because it's a hard job and no one wants to learn anything new. And and then she's like, well, I have just the, the girl for you. And then, you know, obviously she's talking about Gwen. And then and the telephone guy's like, sure, have her send the resume. Yes, because they're closing, they're closing the application process soon. Um, so they need to send it in. Yeah. It's nice um, of him to, so she- to do that for, for Sybil. I think he's being... You know, really kind in that sense. Yes, it's very kind of him. Um, so, it, it, didn't they say that Mrs. Patmore was going to stay with the aunt? Why Why are they, like, in another, like, a boarding house in London? I think, I think it's because she dropped her off straight at the doctor's no. office first? No? I don't, I don't think so. I, well, I don't know. When, when oh, this, yeah, maybe this is the doctor. Yeah, because that guy comes in. He That's has a horrible right. bedside manner. Oh god! So and bad. he says the doctor will see you soon. Now, yeah. like it's. So I think she takes her straight to the hospital, and then yeah, I guess yeah. I guess after she gets there. the surgery done, she's she is staying with um the aunt. Uh, I think it's Anna for like who's a week staying or something. With the aunt, and and Mrs. Patmore has to stay there for a week. She, he says you can collect her next Friday. <laughs> well, yeah, I think. Okay. So I guess, okay. For some reason, I thought I thought Anna was going back same day, and no, then was going to go. No, she's staying in London. I think Anna. She is, is staying in London. Is staying there. So we've got as well. 
Okay. We, we've got like a week of time here. Like there's there's a whole lot of time that's going by in this episode. Yeah, I guess it took her some time to, you know, because she does some digging about Bates, obviously, because she can't, no one can let anything be. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not getting fired, so I don't know why she bothers to look into it. She has to know. She, she just, she loves him, so she needs to know what he did and why he's not saying anything. I can't help but feel bad for Miss Pemmer. She's very, very nervous about this surgery. Sure. And everyone's like, you're going to be fine, bye. And they just, like, leave her, and, you know, she's obviously very distraught. Yeah. Um... And so Anna's having her own little stroll in the park. Um, she goes this to is the, when she goes to, yes. I think like it's the, like the military library or something because she like wants to figure out what happened with, with Bates and if there's any information that she can get out of this, this army guy. Yes, she talks to like some general or something and she's like, yeah, I'd like some information on John Bates. And he's like, cool, sit down. <laughs> yeah, I'm his cousin. I want to, I guess I want to get in contact. Mm-hmm. Um, and, oh, and then here we go. Daisy's, Daisy's helping cook. <sighs> Have you finished the soup? Um, and some sauce or something. The fish she's like, sauce, yes. yes. And she ends up putting grates soap into it. Yes. She grates soap into the soup. A little bit of soap. And, because she wanted, because she's doing what Mrs. Patmore said, which is just ridiculous, like, the fact that Daisy, like, is doing what would... Miss Patmore's not even around. Like, just don't do it, Daisy. I know. Why doesn't she just lie and say that she did? And, like, everyone will just be happy when Mrs. Patmore comes back anyway. Like, it's just... It doesn't matter. Like... Also, they, like, they have Mrs. a point with what they say later. It's like, they're paying for Mrs. Patmore's surgery. Like, they're investing in her. Why the fuck would they fire her after they do... Like, no. Like... It's yeah. It's so totally flawed and ridiculous that poor Daisy does this. Yeah, and even if and even if Mrs. Bird has like really great management over a kitchen, she doesn't have experience like of this kind. Probably, I don't know. I don't know how many parties the Crawleys had, or a you know lot. what kind of situation the Crawleys were in. Um. Oh, you you, you think so? Oh, I, I just said sure. Yeah. Maybe maybe she was perfectly qualified to take over Mrs. Patmore's position. But yeah, they they decide to pay for the surgery for her, and she just, she treats it like this. It's, oh, I, you meant the Crawleys as in Matthew and, and Isabel. Yes. Oh, that's... Yes, yeah. that's who I meant. Yeah, they probably never had anybody over. Yeah, probably. And then the general um, just... Nor, nor have three ch- children to feed. The general tells um, Anna that Bates is... That, that he uh, left the army and he was in jail and then he has to go to, she asked if she could go talk to his mother. Because they don't know yeah, where he she said, is. Yeah, he said the magic word, he said it was an odd situation. The reasoning for him going to jail was an odd, was some odd business. And she was like, oh, what do you mean by odd? And he's like, oh, I don't know. Go talk to his um, mom. <laughs> yeah, but here's, here, we only have, we don't have any contact information for him or his wife. Um, so here, Here's for his mother. And she's like, cool, thanks. I just want to note that we've been doing this podcast for an hour now, and um, we're 32 minutes into this episode. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> Ooh, we have this, we have this heated, heated conversation between Mary and Edith. We gotta play it. We yes. Gotta play it. We gotta play it. We gotta play it. Let's play it. Ooh, we gotta play it. Oh, it's so heated. 
Ooh. Okay, hold on. I need to turn my light on as well. It's getting dark in my room. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Bear with. Bear with. Bear with. Bear with. I love saying that. I say that all the time now. Um, okay. Miranda. Yes. All right. The volume's on. Here we go. Is it true you wrote to the Turkish ambassador about Kamal? Who told you? Someone who knows that you did. Then why are you asking? Because I wanted to give you one last chance to deny it. And what if I did? He had a right to know how his countrymen died. In the arms of a slut. Ooh. 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 Edith, such a bitch. I know. Um, oh, man. And then, of course, we've got more talk about the advertisement for the new maid, which is truly the only thing that Violet says in this entire episode. How's that advertisement going? I need a new maid. Uh, is there a new maid coming? I need a new Like, she just says this, like, 20,000 times, and, like, everybody can hear that she needs a new maid, except for the fact that it's Violet that needs a new maid, not Cora. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, it's just the way that she phrases it all the time. It's like, she, she only ever said I needed a new maid, like, to Cora in... And not not even in, in private. It was like, you know, when they were meeting and they had a chance to be alone. I mean, she just keeps talking about the maid advertisement. And, but they never, she never really specifies who it's for. <laughs> so. So then all the, that's like, where... then Thomas can hear that, you know, O'Brien is maybe being replaced. And it's just like, it's not true. It's not true. Never get the it's not true thing. yet. It's not true yet. Um. Oof. But, uh, okay, I wasn't quite paying attention. What what else happens in this uh, then story, in this uh, it scene? it comes out that Edith is going to be asked by Sir Anthony Strallen if... Oh, something he... at the garden yes, party. Pro- he's it, going it, to be, he's going to ask her something. We don't know... We know what it is. What it is. <laughs> do, it's pretty, do we know what it it's is? It's pretty clear do that he's going to ask her to marry him. Just saying. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, And Mary's like, well... You you suck. I'm gonna get get you back, and boy does she. Yeah, that's that's probably what Mary's doing this whole time is now just plotting against Edith. Um, Robert also went, goes to show Matthew the new telephones, um, and this is where Isabel gets her chance. <laughs> this is so, yes. I have to I have to play that. I love oh, these two so much. Do it. I love these two. Um, oh, and then she talks about the. And then she talks about the telephones. Hold on. Uh, okay. It's pretty funny what she says about the phones. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play this. Here we go. Let me show you where we're going to put it. No. First electricity, not telephones. Sometimes I feel as if I were living in a, an H.G. Wells novel. <laughs> <laughs> the young are also calm about change, aren't they? Look at Matthew. I do admire him. Do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> what have I done wrong now? Oh, please. Don't pretend Mary's sudden reluctance can't be traced back to you. I'm oh, glad that she brings it up. I told her to take him. Your quarrel is with my daughter Rosamond, not me. It's, it's kind of so true. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> so, put, so put that in your pipe and smoke it. Iconic. Oh, man. I love it. Violet. Oh, I love her so much. Um, 
Oh, okay, and then Thomas is rummaging through clothes, and Mr. Mister Mosley finds him. I think he's looking for the advertisement or something. Or I don't know. He was looking no, for something. I think he took money out of Mr. Carson's wallet. Did he? I'm pretty sure. Okay. And Mosley well, because, totally Because then he tells him. O'Brien that, that he saw the advertisement, so I don't know. I don't know. No, I think he saw it in a newspaper, but he just completely was taking money out of Carson's wallet. Totally. Okay. And Mosley caught him right-handed. Okay. I mean, he was, he was doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then we have Robert and Matthew talking about how things have changed with the baby. In the and Matthew is, Matthew's sad sipping. He's a little sad little sipper <sighs> over sipping here. Sipping his little port and his tiny little port glass, you know. Yeah. He's so pissed. I mean, I, I get where he's coming from. It is really um, unexpected that this would happen. And it, it having a baby boy would turn the entire world upside down for this entire family. Like, it, it totally would change everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, then everybody is downstairs, and um, they're all going to eat together. Just the, the help. Um, eat this soup that looks really unappetizing, to be honest. Um, Thomas tells O'Brien that they have the advertisement in the newspaper because he overheard Cora telling, or Violet telling Cora talking about that. Um, That's what that was. Okay, okay, okay. So he was just straight up stealing from Carson's wall. (laughs) Yeah, he was straight up stealing. Um, Daisy watches everybody eat the soup that has soap in it. And for some reason, well, yeah, there's like a spit take. Like the the the, the cook spits it out back into the bowl, and then she's like, "I knew it, you little bitch! You fucking, you fucking spiked the soup." Well, yeah, and this soup wasn't the soup that they gave the family for no. for dinner. This this is like a different soup. Um, it, it, she said that so... she was gonna give it to the family, but she lied to her because she knew that. Maybe she was gonna fuck it up or something, so she would feed it to the help instead. Right, exactly. Um, and because she 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 boldly says, her ladyship wants to, you know, congratulate you on how good the dinner was. Um, and Daisy clearly says she can't have. Um, and yeah, she spits directly into her bowl. She says, "We'd be done with this, you little." beggar or something or a little what did she call her i don't know i don't even know it's clearly it's very true and then and then um mrs hughes gets so mad like rightfully so she screams at daisy and then daisy just like starts blubbering and crying that they what mrs patmore told her to do and all that it's just like oh my god shut up daisy like you shouldn't have done this in the first place what is wrong with you yeah she's like why would you do something she's like mrs patmore was worried oh my god daisy's little scrunched up mouse face she gets so sad and she just starts blubbering and she's just like this is mrs patmore I know, but it's like, come on, Daisy. Like, what? The, you're, you're a free thinker. You could do things on your own. You can choose to I know, not lie. I know. Like, you can choose to Make not do Make decisions for yourself. I know. <laughs> like, don't fucking listen to what everyone says. Like, you need to grow the fuck up, girl. <laughs> and then Mrs. Bird's like, okay, listen. Next time, like, don't fuck it up. Like, I know that you are loyal. And it's crazy that Mrs. Bird's, like, nice to her in this sense. Because I guess she's crying. And she's like, can you just not cry anymore? Please, thank you. Yeah, basically. Um, 
but yeah, that that part really annoyed me. I was like, oh no! Like, and everybody else yeah. is just sitting there, and Bates is smiling. Do you see that? <laughs> like, yeah, Bates. Everybody is starts smiling. Cr- like laughing because it's ridiculous. Um, then the telephone man is talking to Sybil, and the telephone man's like, well, you know, she only put you down as her reference, so I don't know what. Yeah, she's like, she has no other past experience. She only put you as a reference. Her her resume was very, was very bare. And she's like, uh, and this is when she, she says, says, like, like oh, you know, well, she was just a, embarrassed a of putting maid. down housemaid. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, why? That shows that you work. Like, I guess that's just something that she, being a secretary is higher than being a housemaid. So she didn't want to say but, and the man's like, ah, oh, how convenient. My mother was a lady's maid. I already love her. It's okay. I'm going to give her the job. Let me just take her into the study and interview her over there. Um, Robert comes in and Sybil's like, don't go in there. Gwen's being interviewed for a job. And he's like, so I'm not allowed in my own study. <laughs> I'm not allowed in my own library because one of my employ- employees is, is um, interviewing for another job. Yeah, I mean, he's got a point, but it's just, so like, funny. it's just so silly that, that, like, they're so weird about these things. It's just, it's such a strange household. Well, it is. I mean, how else are you supposed to, I mean, this guy doesn't really have an office, and, and Sybil was, like, really, well, I mean, he probably does, but, like, she was never gonna get far unless Sybil, like, vouched for her. She really, she pushed it, like, she pushed it hard. Yeah, she's like, stop Gwen from working and have her come up here right now. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> and now Anna's talking to Bates' mother. Um, she found her, and they're uh, they're talking. Oh, and lady. Uh, Yeah, she's very cute, and she's like, what what's happening? I love this man. He's he's not telling me he loves me back, and I just need to I need to meddle. This is just what I do. <laughs> she's I need like, to meddle. I'm really confused because I know that he loves me and he's not telling me. Actually, I know a lot yeah, of things I, that he's not saying, so I really need you to... <laughs> yeah. yeah. So she basically said that his wife... Bates's wife, Vera, at the time, I think they both worked in the same house. Yeah. And she was the one that stole, and he took the blame, basically. hmm Yeah. Because um, he's such a good guy, he couldn't let his wife take the fall. Because he's such a fucking great guy... And this is why he now can't allow himself to be happy. Um, then because everybody's he's such a great guy downstairs talking about the new telephone, and they're like, "So how does it work, Mister Carson? Is it cool?" And then um, Mister like, Carson's like, <laughs> "They're like, no. do you know how it works, Mister Carson?" He's like, "Of course I know how it works." And they're like, "Will you show us?" And he's like, "No, this is not the time or the place." <laughs> and he obviously doesn't know how to use it. No, he really doesn't. And he practices. He, like, picks up the, he picks up the, the receiver and, like, starts blowing into it. Like, what is that? <laughs> so good. I mean, uh, I don't really know how those work. The, the old telephones. Oh, no idea. Do you, Absolutely no idea. I think idea. you put the, what, the thing that he's holding up to your ear, and I think you talk into the little, the, the standing thing. I think that's what it is. Yes. Yes, the little standy thingy. Yes. Because you hold it up. Yeah. Um... And oh, I spoke every I spoke too soon, and Anna's still talking to Bates's mom. But we already it's talked fine. about that. It's fine. We already so. know what happened. Let's just let's keep going. Let's keep going. We already know. He's non-violent. Uh, oh. Thomas is. Oh yeah, she asked if he's violent, and he says no. 
Um, Thomas is talking to the doctor who's come over to see Cora again. Um, and he's like, oh, you know, there's a war coming and uh, I'd like to be of more help to my country. Because basically, the way Thomas sees it, his time here at Downton is short. Um, and he doesn't want to go to war and die. Yeah. So he's trying to think of another way out um, so and, you he, know, give him something to do. He mistakenly thinks that being a medic will keep him out of being killed, which is... Oh, true. Honestly, like, the worst idea. If, if we know anything, it's that people attack medics specifically. Oh, well, okay, so 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 you think he'll be the type of medic that, like, actually goes on to the field, like, the battlefield and stuff. He could. Not just, like, not just, like, the ones that help. That's true. He could, he could be sent. He is able-bodied. He could be sent to, like, to be a medic on the battlefield, um, and, and which is probably what he's thinking is that he'll be a medic, you know, in a city, you know, yeah. taking uh, injured, injured soldiers coming back. Right. From all that trench right. warfare and right. horrors of the the First World War. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, and then we've got Robert and Carson. Once Carson again, talking about Thomas being a thief. <laughs> yep, Mister Mosley caught him red-handed, yep. and they're like, "Well, that's it for Thomas. It's all we needed." Basically, um, yeah. And they're like. But I think Robert was like, oh, we don't want to do it yet. Can we do it after the garden party? Um, which, honestly, they should have just done it now because I would have loved to see the satisfaction. <laughs> I would have loved the satisfaction of just seeing him being fired. Because, ugh. It's been a week because apparently Mrs. Patmore is back. The garden party is coming. Uh, Mrs. Patmore and Mrs. Bird need to do it together and... She's like, I don't want to be a ruin to your garden by a blind Pat Moore's looking, looking very 60s in her little circle shades. Tiny little, like John Lennon <laughs> Tiny shades. Little John Lennon <laughs> shades. <laughs> um, oh, jeez. And, you know, Mrs. Bird's being mean. She's like, oh, I don't need any help. I don't need the help from a blind, from a blind cook to finish this. But then they kind of, um, like, kinda, make it yeah. up and, and become, like, on the same side that they're like, oh, well, we need to manage our own cupboard. We need to be ordering our own food. And Mrs. Patmore's like, hell, yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yes, I'm with her. because Mrs. Patmore has always, has always been mad at the fact that she doesn't have control over ordering food and ordering stuff for the storeroom and kind of what they need in the kitchen at the time. It's always what Mrs. Hughes does. And she has, like, the key to the... Yeah. To the storeroom and stuff. And, yeah, Mrs. Bird's like, well, in my kitchen, I manage everything, so I have access to everything. Um, I have access to ordering and whatever. Yeah, and it's, Mrs. Patmore finally is like, finally, <laughs> woman has some, the woman's saying some sense. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> Mrs. Hughes just walks off in a huff. Uh, um, then we have Mr. Carson just practicing his, hello, this is Mr. Carson, the butler from Downton Abbey, and he's, like, screaming into the phone. Um, and he picks up the phone and somebody answers, and they're like, what you doing? You don't need to scream. And he's like, I know how this works. <laughs> yeah, they're like, how can I direct your call? And he's like, oh, oh, God. There's a person. It's just... And then the person's like, well, that's stupid. He's like, well, just... Some You're people think stupid. you have a stupid job. <laughs> you have a stupid job. So oh yeah, he says I'm not shouting. Who are you? Yeah. 
you know, oh you're God. stupid. It's so dumb. It's like, I don't want to place a call. I was practicing my answer. She's like, well, that's dumb. He says, well, people think you're dumb. So, so then we have so Cora and Violet discussing. They were discussing the baby, and then Ryan walks in, and, of course, Violet has to bring up the fact that they're discussing a new lady's maid. And, of course, he does. she doesn't mention for me. She just says, I learned that there's this girl. She worked in Paris, and she's she's got a great application. And they're just discussing it right in front of O'Brien, which I don't know what O'Brien thinks, but why the fuck would they discuss something like this in front of her? Like, what, do you really think that you would discuss anything relating to somebody else's job right in front of you if you were, if you were getting fired? Like, absolutely not. I mean, of course not. But she also walked in to Cora, act, like, sarcastically saying, yeah. so what, am I going to sack O'Brien? And then it's true. Robert being like, well, duh. Yeah. Like, the fact that she already heard that just, like, makes it, makes the paranoia set in already. Yep. Um, but no, of course not. Like, and then the fact that they ask her advice, like, about... Hiring. About, you know, hiring maids, like, it's... Should have definitely been a sign that she wasn't going to get fired. But at this point, she's just, she's already so sure yep. that she's going to get fired. Okay, then we have Anna confronting Robert about the fact that... Um, but the news she learned in London. Yes, about, about, about Bates. Bates. And then, ugh, I just, it's just like... Again, Robert's like, we already settled this. It's fine. You don't need to... I don't understand why you... Just just shut up. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. It really doesn't matter. <laughs> yes. I'm just yes. so done with the Bates. But of course, of course he's going to listen to it because he's... Because she's like, I learned something of Mr. Bates. And he's like, hopefully nothing bad. And she's like, no, of course not. Um, and she basically just tells him what happened. Um... And, oh, Cora's in the bath. She's taking a bath. And this is when she asks O'Brien about how long it takes a lady's maid to settle in. And, you know, she says, depending on the maid. Um, and she's, you know, she drops her soap. Because, like, you know, just it's so, slippery. Because <laughs> uh, it's slippery and she drops it, like, so, I don't know, like, <laughs> And the and the soap breaks and I don't know how that even happened. It just accidentally like, broke. Yeah, I don't know. It broke and then it, the half I've of never it's... had. I have never had a bar of soap that big just break in half after dropping Emily, it. This is never. made with like tallow. I I don't think that the soap that you have is made with like animal fat. What? <laughs> <laughs> Still, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And O'Brien, like, um, she puts the soap right underneath her so that it basically makes the ground all wet and soapy so she'll slip when she gets out of the shower, out of the bath. Um, yeah, she says that the other half is under the, the the bath. I don't know why Cora didn't be like, well, why the fuck would you leave it there? I know, pick like, it up. just get it? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, how about you just pick it up and, like, put it on that? I don't know. Like, but why would you leave it on the ground? Like, that's so dumb. It's dangerous. Uh, um, but, of course, she's pissed that it seems like Cora's going to be firing her, like, right in front of her face. Um, she's already mad. And so, yeah, she moves the soap as if to... <sighs> har hoping that har that Cora will harm herself getting out of the tub. And she kind of has this, like, moment of, like, realization. She looks in the mirror and she's like, 
O'Brien, you're not a murderer. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, like, what the fuck? This is not who you are. Wishing And then she, try, she tries to fix it. She tries to fix it. She says, Milady, wait! And Cora fucking falls. Cora slips. She slips and falls. We know it's not good. And Robert, Robert is staring just sadly out the window. It's and he's like, dinner's almost ready. The baby. It's and horrible. The baby. And it was a boy! And, and Robert... He turns around and cries. He's, crying. he's like, he's, he's Hugh Bonneville. He's like so upset, and I like, I love it. Oh like, my it's, gosh. it's a good moment for him. He's, he's really quite hum- humanized in this, in this scene. He's so sad. I mean, it's upsetting. Oh god, it's upsetting. He's so sad. But Hugh, Hugh Bonneville's a great actor. Like, I, I do really like him too. And, uh, and so, they're, like, they're, you know, they're exchanging their apologies and, you know, they're they're sorry, sorry this happens. And he finally says, you know, did Anna tell you that she spoke to me? That she went behind your back and talked to your mother about what happened <laughs> because she loves you? <laughs> oh, did Anna tell you? Oh, and, oh, she didn't tell you? And Bates oh. is like, and Bates is like, no, I, she must have left that out last time we were smooching. Um, and Robert's like, well, great, but Bates, for the fifth time, you're not being fired. <laughs> How, what great news? Great news. Great news. Good news. Um, um, everyone's pretty sad about the baby. O'Brien is especially sad because she's the one who murdered this baby. I'm not kidding. It's entirely her fault. Yeah, and honestly, for her own good and for her own, like, guilty conscience, she should leave. I like, know. This, like, how could you this possibly... This job has made her, like, so negative and it's been so bad for her that, honestly, staying will just make her feel guilty and she should just leave. Like, she should really just leave. You're definitely right, but where's the drama in that, Emily? Where oh, is the drama? Thomas, Thomas continues to act like a complete and utter dick because he's leaving and he knows that he's leaving. Um, he's just waiting for them to fire him. He's just he's just waiting. He's he st- is asking for them to fire him. Yeah. Like, he is... He's saying, he is oh, so it's easily just a dead just baby. Say, like, Who cares about a dead baby? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're not our it's... kin. Yeah, he's like, why do you care? And then then, he, and then I think he brings up William's mom again. Oh, he totally does. He did. Um, this is in front of Carson, and then, man. <laughs> and they're, like, smashing plates, and they're just beating the shit out of each other. I mean, William does punch him, but he did deserve that. Like, Thomas deserved to be punched, and he should have been punched before. It's amazing that William punched him. Oh, yeah. it's It was so satisfying. It was so satisfying to see. Oh, my God. Um, And everyone's like, well... Thomas deserved it. <laughs> I love the, the, like, the face that um, that we have with uh, Tom Branson. He's just there, and he's like, "Whoa!" Like his eyes get all big. Yeah, yeah, they do. They're rolling on the ground. Um, so funny. Oh, it's the day of the garden party. Okay, garden Thomas party time. Is, Thomas is walking around with a shiner, a little bit, a little bit of a scuff, yeah, yeah. scuff on his face. Yeah. Um. Everyone seems to be having a good time. Everyone's walking around. I want to go to a garden Thomas party like reason. this. My God, that, that's yeah, the number one thing fun. I've wanted to do is, an, is go to an outdoor garden party like this in the English countryside. I mean, could you ask for anything more? Could could you? Oh yeah. I I don't think, no. I don't think it's no, possible. You couldn't. You couldn't. Um, everybody um, just looks so dapper and cute. 
in their Sunday best. Yeah, I would love this. I would love this. Oh, especially at especially at Chatsworth House. Oh, oh. beautiful. We Absolutely we had beautiful. our we had our perfect day at Chatsworth House. It's just like this. It was absolutely a perfect day. <laughs> Complete with those tea sandwiches that Thomas is holding while talking to the doctor. Oh, yes. So Thomas comes across the doctor again, and they're like, Hey, Thomas, um, good thing you asked about volunteering early, because we can definitely get you in. And he talks about him being like a captain or something, mm-hmm. and so he'll be able to keep keep a close eye on Thomas. Don't really know what that means. But um, he'll just, he'll look out for Thomas, I guess. Uh, while he's volunteering. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so then Daisy and Thomas um, have like a cute little moment in the tent because they're helping each other. And it's and Daisy says she doesn't know why she, she said all those mean things to him. And they're, they're having a nice little like French friendly conversation because, yes, Daisy was being really mean to William Ed many times. Yeah, they're, they're making up, um, which their their relationships on the mend, which is very cute. Yeah. Um, and oh. And now we're in the kitchen, and yes, the best God the forbid the phone rings. <laughs> the phone rings, and no one knows what to do. I mean, yeah, it's um, it's a loud and, and a noise that no one's heard before. It's kind of interesting that they they did this because neither of them know what that even like sounds like. It's great. <laughs> yeah, and Branson comes in. And he's like, "Well, I'll answer it then." And he goes in. Yeah, and uh, he's like. Uh, like, oh, Mr. Carson's not uh, not here at the moment. He had to take a message. And then he runs out. He runs out. And this is quite the spectacle. I mean, everyone was like, oh, what's happening? I know. Um, the war. He runs out. He, he, oh, no, not not the war yet. No, this is uh, the just, civil news. <laughs> yes, the civil news. He runs out to directly. He goes like, Sybil, Sybil. He just like, runs at her and then, like, whispers in her ear, like, what happened. And, like, they just start screaming together, and they're, like, so excited. He's like, ladies, I'll be right back. And they're all like, oh, I dare say. And, uh, and they run and find Gwen. They're just running around the garden party, just making spectacles of themselves. I know. Like, um, just chill out. Like, I know it's important for Gwen and everything, but they couldn't wait, like, an hour. They, they couldn't wait till people f- to leave. I guess not. Well, yeah. And then we kind of get, like, a little hint. So, like, you know, they're all very excited. We're all very excited. They tell Gwen. They're all jumping around hugging. And Mrs. Hughes is like, this is all very great. I'm glad that you're leaving. This is a great opportunity for you. But can we get today done, please? Yes. Like, we need this to continue, please. It needs to keep going forward. He, like, Branson really shouldn't have told, shouldn't have been so clear about it. Like, I don't know. Like, not his place. <laughs> well, and not to mention that he definitely has a thing for Sybil, oh, and yeah. he kind of tries to say something to her, and Mrs. Hughes is like, okay, that's enough, and then she's like, Branson, like, you need to, you need to get your shit together, like, this ain't, this is not gonna happen for you. You're just gonna get your feelings hurt. And he's like, what definitely. do you mean? She's like, you know what I mean. <laughs> you know what I mean. You're gonna get your heart broken. Um, um, oh, I'm gonna play this then, scene with Mary yes, and Anthony, please. Anthony Stroud. I wonder where yes, she yes, is. Yes, yes. Of course, she may have been cornered. I know there was some old boar she was trying to dodge. Who was that? I'm not sure. He's simply ghastly, apparently. But he's promised to propose today. I can't tell you how funny she was when she acted it out. She ought to go on stage. Really? <sighs> uh, amusing. Oh. Oh, they're talking about Edith, and she made up this whole story that yeah. she was not happy that maybe some old bag was going to 
uh, ask her to get married and she tells Anthony and of course Anthony Anthony Strong literally has no idea the whole sibling rivalry thing so of course he couldn't like suspect that Mary was being disingenuous on this topic right right so of course his feelings are hurt um and here we go Thomas has the fucking audacity to come up to Carson and say (laughs) yep Carson, it's been grand, but uh, I'm gonna volunteer. I'm peacing out. The, yeah, I'm peacing out. Uh, it's been great. We've had some laughs, but uh, <laughs> fuck you guys. Some... I'm out of here. Yeah, <laughs> bye. <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Hughes is like, well, I guess that's easy for you then. Um, and oh, and now we're cutting to Sir Anthony is leaving early. He says, you know, tell your mother, you know, I had, I'm sorry, but I had to go. And yep. she's like, Edith. He's like, but wait, what? you're leaving early? But you haven't and, asked me. Uh, what you're going to ask me? Are you going to ask me something? <laughs> yeah, you didn't ask me what you're going to ask me. <laughs> you're going to ask me today. <laughs> and, and oh my, and she, I guess she looks over at Mary oh. and she makes it super obvious that she did something. Oh. And it's just these two. These oh. two are the worst. They really are. I mean, Absolute this is worst. Unforgivable. This is, this is horrible. And uh, and O'Brien is becoming extra doting upon Cora because she knows she did a horrible fucking thing. Um, Absolutely horrendous. And, and you know she's like, "Do you need a Do you need another blanket?" And Cora's like, "No, O'Brien, it's okay. You gave me four others already. It's okay." Um, and she's like, "Are you sure you don't need another blanket?" I'm just. Like, gonna I, put I hope one you'd on come you anyway. inside. It's just like. That's okay, O'Brien. I don't. I can't let anyone know that I'm completely depressed and super sad that my baby's dead because of you. But no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> because you didn't pick like, up that piece of soap from underneath the bathroom. Yeah, because you didn't pick up that fucking piece of soap from under the the bath. What a horrible maid you are. Yeah. Um, and oh, and then okay, I have to play this part okay, with her and Violet please, please, because please. it's it's such a fuck you to O'Brien. Like I just oh my god, oh my god. It's not, it's not a fuck you to O'Brien, but it's, like, horrible. It's, horrible. it's a horrible moment for O'Brien. O'Brien! O'Brien! Can I have a word? I need a favor, and I don't want to bother Lady Grantham with it. Certainly, my lady. She's been helping me find a new maid, and we've had quite a few answers from her advertisement. Can you find where she's put them and get Branson to bring them to the dower house? Her ladyship was helping you find a new lady's maid? Yes. We should have asked you, really. You might take a look at the letters if you have a minute. There's one we like the sound of who'd been trained in Paris. Yep, there's that. Okay. Do you know where she might have put them? She is shocked. Like, her face. Yeah. She's like, I She's like, what? Even right now with this. I, I... Yes. I mean, she... I mean, O'Brien deserves the pain that like I think now she'll be more quelled because Thomas is going to be gone like the next season is going to be really different yeah I think with Thomas being gone and her now just I mean and not even needing this but like she needed to see that her actions hurt others like horribly yeah like even like as as bad as you know making someone lose their child or just even hurting someone's feelings like this is this this is someone's life that you're meddling with and it's and it's not okay. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. It's a 
it's a very horrible awakening for her, but she definitely needs it. She needs it um, very badly. Yes. Um, and then, okay. What then is, Anna confronts Anna? Bates about the fact that she went to go to see his mother. And then she's like, well, where's yes. your wife now? And Bates is like, I don't know. I can't tell you. <laughs> well, I think he truly doesn't know. Yeah. <laughs> Something about that. Yeah. And then Mosley says, oh, um, I've got the hots for Anna. Do you know she's uh, got the hots for anyone else? And then Bates is like, I think she does. And there is someone. And uh, they are keen on her. Real keen. Yep. He basically says that. Did I go high He's enough like, for that? <laughs> she green keen. Real keen. If you, if you get my, uh, my message here. I get it. I get it. Bates gets it. Mr. Mosley gets it. We and, all get uh, it. And then Mrs. Patmore is is back to screaming at Daisy about something stupid. Um, of course, she said, "Ices, not ice cakes." Now bring them back inside before they turn to soup. I know. <laughs> so silly. Um, then we have the final fight. Oh, between oh oh oh, the final fight. <laughs> so <laughs> should, I, should I play it? Yeah 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, not ice oh. cakes. Now unplug your ears and get these to William before they turn into soup. But I don't understand. Nothing's changed. Everything's changed. You can't be sure I was going to refuse you, even if it had been a boy. Because I'm not. That's the point. I can't be sure. Of you, or of anything, it seems. The last few weeks have taught me that. But you can't leave Downton. I can't stay. Not now. Well, what will you tell Papa? But I'm grateful for what he's trying to do. The experiment is at an end. I'm not a puppet. I must take charge of my own life again. Would you have stayed if I'd accepted you? Of course. Oh, fuck. So I've ruined everything. Yes, you have, Mary. You've shown me I've been living in a dream. And it's time to return to real life. Here's that music. Wish me luck with it, Mary. God knows I wish the best for you. Mary. And then she just cries for the rest of the episode, which is not much longer because everything happens at the end of this episode. (laughs) Everything. Everything, everything. Matthew walks off in a hum, in a, in a humph. Um, (laughs) A huff. Huff and puff. Huff. There we go. That's the word. I tried. Um, and Violet's like, well, you done fucked up, Rosemond. Yeah. Why the, did you, why'd you open your stupid gob? I know. You haven't shown up, and this is the time you decide to show up right when it fucking matters, and then you just... Ugh. And then Carson, and, you know, he's feeling really bad for Mary because, you know, he loves Mary. And... He's like, is everything okay? She's like, oh, you know me, Mr. Carson. I'm not sad for long, but she's very sad right now. I mean, And yeah. they just, they have a good little hug. She fucked up. Like, she really, if she really wanted to be with Matthew, she wouldn't have done, she wouldn't have waited. Like, it's like, girl, what, <laughs> what is going through your head? Like, weigh your options here. Marrying Matthew is the best choice for you in any sense of the word, even if he wasn't the heir. Yeah, exactly. And then, and, uh, and even Isabel and Violet say that, you know, Matthew might have, might have done the wrong thing by just refusing her altogether and leaving. Yeah, like, exactly. They're, they're discussing that as well. Like, for, yeah. for be, being too hot-headed and just 
you know, calling it quits when when they know he still loves her as well. Right. So, so there's still just, some uh, some possibility that he won't leave, but you know, we'll see. I mean, he's pretty pissed. So I mean, at some time will need to pass uh, for him to. Well, time passes really for him fast to change his mind. Two years of That's this first true. season. Then we find That's out true. that there's a telegram for Robert, and yes, he pauses the, the entire telegram party arrives. That we are oh yes at war with Germany. He's like everyone, everyone, please stop partying, please stop drinking, please stop being merry because we are at war. It is bad. No one wants to and be at war. It is bad. It's bad. Very bad. We are at war with Germany. There it is. Everyone looks, looks at everyone like, uh, like the, the Star Wars, uh, <laughs> Star Wars Family Guy. Yes. When they all look at each, other and, at each other and nod and then look at each other, looking, and then look at looking, each other, turning heads, looking at each other, and turning heads, looking, looking. looking. <laughs> oh my gosh. So true. And then and it and it ends. Oh my god. And it ended with this like with this like very scared look on Robert's face. Like Robert turns around. And like looks past the camera. <laughs> it's. I mean, it's scary. Ooh. It's scary. It's scary. It's very scary. Oh man. All right, guys. Oh, we man. finished season one of Downton Abbey. It was a slog. I still can't even believe it. <laughs> so much happened. It was a slog. Two years <laughs> of stuff happened. I actually, I get excited whenever I watch this show, and I actually. Really did enjoy this episode. I thought it was fun. Um, it made me mad. You know, all the good things that a, a good episode of Downton can give you. Um, what did you think? Yes, of this I will say it pulled. It pulled all the punches. It 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 infuriated me. <laughs> um, yeah. It uh, it was definitely more enjoyable than than some of the other ones. Um, I'm trying to think if there was maybe another episode that I that I found more entertaining than this one. Um, but they could just, they could just get so ridiculous. Sometimes it's hard. I'm going to give this episode eight telephones out of 10 telephones. Oh, also that's too many telephones. <laughs> um, way too many telephones. It's too, way too many telephones. Um, I'm going to give this. Um, Oh, I can't. So that was bad. Okay, no. No, um, no, I knew what you were going to say. Don't say it. Don't say it. What? Don't say it. <laughs> what did you think I was going to say? Something about the dead baby? <laughs> ah! <laughs> oh no, I was not going to say Yes, I was going to say I knew baby. you were going to say that. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a horrible, that's, that's a horrible. No, that's, that's not even anything to joke about. Um, okay. Um. I'm going to give this seven and a half, um, uh, uh, <laughs> I can't think of anything. Seven, seven and a half, uh, <laughs> shit, <laughs> I'm to think. Seven and a half, uh, house-made advertisements out of ten oh, house-made okay. <laughs> advertisements. <laughs> okay. Oh, God, I tried, I really tried. I tried to pull it together there at the end. Oh, uh, Okay. Oh man, I don't even, I don't even know, dude. I don't even know where second season's gonna start. Are we gonna be like, are we gonna be like right in the middle of war, right at the start of war? Oh man, 
Oh man, it's gonna be fun. What's uh, tune what's in gonna next happen? time in two weeks when we talk about the first episode of season two. Will Bates allow himself to finally be happy? Will Mary and and Matthew get back together? Not a chance. <laughs> oh goodness! All right. Yep. Yep. We will definitely be talking about. Uh, season two episode one uh in two weeks uh so look forward to that if you enjoyed this episode if you enjoyed this season of downton abbey uh you can leave us a comment um on soundcloud or facebook just search all by the popcorn um if you need uh notifications on future episodes that we release you can follow our social media we have twitter at by the popcorn and instagram at all by the popcorn podcast you can also now listen to us on spotify so if that's something you're interested in go ahead and listen to us on spotify, yeah, spotify. um you can also uh if you want to tell us anything you know talk to us about anything ask us anything uh you can email us at all by the popcorn podcast at gmail.com we would love to hear from you um, or if you have any suggestions on future stuff that we should talk about. Um, and uh, if you want to rate and review our show we have here, you could do that on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Uh, we also have merch. Um, it is nearing the season, so <laughs> give give your friend the gift that they want, which is some All by the Popcorn merch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do, do they want merch? It, I don't, it doesn't matter. Um, but if you are planning on, on getting gifts... Um, for your friends and loved ones, please, please shop small businesses. They could really use your support right now during these times. Um, please do not. We are not a small business. We do not. We do not need your money. What? So, um, <laughs> we're a very what? tiny business. Uh, I, okay, fine. Sure. You can donate sure. to us on our, on our SoundCloud if you want to do that. That'd be nice too. That's true. You could donate or you could just, just buy some merch. At least get something out of what, what you're, what you're giving to us. Um, and, uh, okay, I'm done rambling. Okay. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Stay inside, stay safe, wear a mask. Bye! Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.